In honor of Thanksgiving week, this episode of New England Ghost Stories will explore the histories and hauntings in America's hometown, Plymouth, Massachusetts. We'll go back to where it all began, that very first Thanksgiving. As every school student learns, the Pilgrims landed in Plymouth in 1620. They were headed for the Virginia colonies, but fierce storms in the Atlantic sent them off course. They first landed in Provincetown on the tip of Cape Cod. William Bradford gathered a few men, including Miles Standish and Captain Christopher Jones. Um, They went ashore in search of fresh water and vegetation. What they found was evidence of a Native American tribe, the Wampanoags. They found shelters, corn, and a burial ground. While they were there, the search party desecrated the burial ground, taking the corn that was left on the graves as an offering. They also helped themselves to the corn in the Wampanoag's reserves and whatever other food they could find. Hardly the way to make friends with the Wampanoags, The party returned to the Mayflower and continued along the coast in search of a more hospitable land. They finally found it in Plymouth Harbor. The passengers and crew lived aboard the Mayflower for much of that first winter. Those who were healthy enough stayed on land and worked to build a fort and village. The conditions on the ship were hardly better. The bitter cold of the New England winter took the lives of over half the passengers and crew. Out of 102 people that boarded the ship for the New World, only 50 survived that first winter. The Pilgrims decided to make their home on land that was a former settlement of the Patuxet Indians. Maybe it would have been better if they'd chosen a different spot. A few years before the Pilgrims arrived, a plague swept through the Patuxet tribe and wiped out the entire village, leaving Squanto the sole survivor. And he only survived because he wasn't there at the time. As a young man, Squanto had been kidnapped by English explorers and taken to Europe to be sold into slavery. He eventually won his freedom and returned to his village, only to find it decimated. When the pilgrims arrived, they found the abandoned village populated with bones and skulls. But this did not deter them from settling on land that may very well have been cursed. The pilgrims used this land to build their first fort, their own village, and a place to bury their own dead. They soon realized that they would need the help of the local Native Americans, the Pocanockets, if they were to survive another winter. So they made a pact with Massasoit, the Wampanoag Pocanocket Setchum, and with his help and that of Samoset and the English-speaking Squanto, the pilgrims learned to grow crops and survive in this new land. This relative peace between the Pilgrims and the Wampanoags would last another 50 years. 
you would think with all their struggles, you would find many pilgrims among the spirits who reside in Plymouth. But in fact, most of the ghostly inhabitants are from later periods in Plymouth's history. When we return, we'll hear about some of the most haunted locations in Plymouth. How would you feel if you never had to go to the grocery store again? With Instacart, you don't have to. You can place an order online and have it delivered right to your door, in some areas, in as little as one hour. Did you forget that secret ingredient for the special dish you promised to bring to the family gathering? Or maybe you're sick in bed with a cold and you just ran out of cold medicine. Instacart can run to the store for you and deliver it right to your door. And if you go to newenglandghoststories.com or our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories and click on the Instacart link, your first order of $35 or more will be delivered free. What do you have to lose? Log on to our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories or NewEnglandGhostStories.com today and click on the Instacart link. You'll be glad you did. And now, back to our story. A lot of history was made in Plymouth after the pilgrims arrived, and some of the inhabitants have liked it so much that they never left. Some of those inhabitants can be found at Burial Hill. Burial Hill is where the pilgrims built their first fort and meeting house. It is also a cemetery where several of the original pilgrims are buried. Some of the paranormal occurrences include everything from orbs to full-body apparitions. Orbs are balls of light that sometimes appear on the camera's lens. But not all orbs are evidence of spectral beings. They are most often uh, caused by dust, bugs, or pollen. But other paranormal things tend to happen at Burial Hill. There are a couple of companies who run ghost tours through the streets of Plymouth. On one such tour, the tour guide was giving a speech on Burial Hill when something seemed to fly right past her so that she nearly fell backward. All the time, she thought it was an owl. Several people on the tour did see something, though they couldn't tell what it was, and they felt a breeze go by. The next day, the tour guide came down with an abscessed tooth and explained that she felt like she had been attacked. Later, she found out that the day this happened on was the first anniversary of the death of a poet and artist, Michael Wolf Pasacarnas, who had been struck by lightning on that very spot. Other people have seen a couple in Victoria error clothing walking down a path to the grave of a three-year-old girl named Ida Lizzie Spear. The couple is believed to be her parents. 
The spears can be seen holding hands as they walk to and from the grave. But maybe walking isn't quite the right word, since they don't have legs. They just float along, glowing, and then they just vanish. But Burial Hill isn't the only haunted location in Plymouth. Many of the houses are, too, including the Spooner House on North Street. The house was originally built in 1749 for Hannah Jackson, but it has been home to many families over the years. The last owner was James Spooner, who died in the 1950s. One of the spirits residing in the Spooner house is little Abigail Townsend. Abigail was an eight-year-old who died of a tooth infection in the 1700s. She has been known to open the door for workmen who come to do maintenance at the house. In fact, Abigail looks so real that the workmen don't even know she's a spirit. She also likes to skip rope outside in the alleyway next to the house. And sometimes she can be seen looking out the windows. Oh, and Abigail doesn't just stay at the Spooner house. She sometimes pays visits to her neighbors, appearing at their bedsides in the middle of the night. James Spooner himself is also an inhabitant of the house. James was fond of music, and his Victrola and records remain in the parlor. Sometimes people will hear the sound of a piano playing while there is no one in the house. Some people think it's Abigail playing the piano, but others think the music seems too advanced for a child to be playing. In fact, many of the houses in Plymouth are believed to be haunted. Visitors will describe a heaviness in the air or a feeling that you aren't quite alone. Maybe that land is cursed after all. Thank you for listening to New England Ghost Stories. New episodes are added every other Thursday. This episode of New England Ghost Stories was written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Vysislav Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to New England Ghost Stories on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at your favorite podcast directory. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star review. And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, please leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Luna Casey.